0: Hello everybody, welcome to the first episode of our podcast, Um, I, well kind of second episode. Because Eric screwed something up. Yeah, we tried recording this through the app that we were using and yep. we lost all the footage somehow. All of it. We had a debate about whether or not tap water was good or not and that doesn't I s- won that argument. Yeah, that kind of won that argument and it didn't Artiment. really... Argument. And it doesn't seem like we should do it again. So, uh, my name is Eric by the way and I'm here with... Vance. Why'd you call me Vance? Like Vance. My, like, like my 8th grade social teacher. Zach. This, Thank yes, I'm here with Zach. So, today we're going to talk about um, one of the things we just got back from, which is Global Finals for Destination Imagination. Zach is excited. Just ex- got back like it was yesterday. Like Zach is so excited for this topic because he just cannot get enough of DI. Doesn't need a break from it. Oh, man. Zach, you can go ahead and explain it i'm gonna let you first off i have no desire i'm i'm loving this break from di even though eric keeps sucking me back into it yep anyway so i'm gonna start off with the with the instant challenge no, start off with Why what not? it is. Oh, you do that. Okay, fine. Destination Imagination is a 20th century problem-solving <laughs> challenge program uh, based on steam principles. <laughs> Shut up, Zach. Zach hates it because I lo- I know. I know how to sell this to anybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's a steam-based competition with three levels of competition: regional, states, and global finals, which is what we just got back from a couple weeks ago. So we'll explain that here in a bit. Um, Basically, you get with a team of two to seven people, and you perform and build different props, skits, etc. There's seven different challenges, like fine arts, scientific, technical, improvisational, uh, engineering, and service learning. And I think that's all the challenges. So we did technical this year. We had to build an aircraft that dropped payloads. We had to have a featured character or story about um, exploring a remote location. Uh, What else do we have to have? Two team choice elements, which are kind of like whatever we want to have. And we had to build a story around the entire thing and present it in eight minutes. Um, Zach cut a thur's finger at States. Um, The drone. uh, Obviously, because this isn't a video, we can't show you the footage. However, um, just know that a Thurv did get his finger cut during States because Zach came down too quickly with the drone. There's a part of the competition we're about to talk about, which is instant challenge. Instant challenge is anywhere from two to eight minutes. You go into a room and you're given a challenge on the spot. Uh, it can either be a building, a skit, or a combination of the two. And so, Globals, so we had a building. However, Zach, um, a third, and I kind of walked in with the preconceived idea of what a skit would be if we did it. So, Zach's going to explain it to you. Uh, yeah. So, we had to bunker down in the hotel room the day before Insta Challenge. Because oh, there the tornadoes tornado. in Kansas City. A third on his way down there. He came a day after us. He came the same day, but later in the day. Yeah. Uh, he got. He had to. They had to stop in a motel twice for the night. Twice. They stopped twice on their way down there because of the hotel. Because of the, um, uh... Tornadoes. Uh, the tornado. <laughs> they stopped the hotel. The silly hotels kept flying out. Yeah, no, yeah, that exactly. tornadoes were coming close. They, they, get, they, the they did twice. get stuck in two tornadoes. Uh, Trucks stopped one time, and then I think the second time, and they bunkered down in their car. Mm-hmm. And the issue that we had was that a third was the only... Was the source of 180 of our points with that yeah. drone. But whatever. So, just... anyway. His life doesn't matter. It was just a <laughs> drone. Thanks, Eric. You're welcome. Anyway, so... <laughs> we were having the, um... Uh, yeah, the problem with the tornado, and I was thinking, all right, so wouldn't it be, like, hashtag relatable if we made our skit, if there's a skit, if there's a skit is a challenge about the tornado? So we're thinking, what if there's, like, a couple of tornado hunters do their thing? And my go-to name for that was Chad, Chad, sorry, Chad Underwood. Chad or Chad, either one, depending on what I was feeling with yeah. that day. And we were like, we'll do those names unless... There is an appraiser named Chad, Chad something like that. Then he should sort of change the name. You, you kind of, and it, we go in there. So for the people that don't understand how appraising works for an instant challenge and stuff, this this is kind of something we should discuss. The reason yeah, why we the reason thing. why okay. we wouldn't choose Chad. So it, let's say there was an appraiser named Chad. Appraisers are not are trained. They are trained to be a, a fair level playing field, unbiased unbiased based on political religious economic social beliefs however when you have a bias it's very hard not to ignore it when scoring something like that so if we had an appraiser for instance say chad was in the room and we made a joke about chad being fat not the actual appraiser himself or herself if there's a chad for a woman but not the appraiser itself, but if we made the joke in the script, it could feel as if that person is being targeted, which we could possibly lose points for. Um, Di, we we try to stay away from political jokes. Uh, there was one year where we did Ronald Trump and Billary Linton in our Indy 500 race um, script back in 2016. Before this was pre Vance era. Um, pre <laughs> Vance era, it's Vance hours now. Um, real Vance hours. So yeah, Zach, continue on with the, the whole, so we didn't choose anyway, Chad so one, if it was an appraiser. So one of our appraisers was actually named Chad. Was it? Yeah, he are was you, our timekeeper. Are you serious? I noticed that, and I immediately had to change it. So I, I was going to be Mitch, in case we had a skip, because as soon as I walked in, he said, Hey, my name's Chad, I'm going to be your timekeeper. See, I didn't even realize that. And as soon as I saw that, I didn't I didn't realize it was the first time I told you this. His name was Chad. Our timekeeper was. I well, I, don't it was I don't remember. I don't remember anybody no, no, else's name. No, 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 no. It was, it was a woman. One of the, one of the appraisers in there was named Chad. Okay, no, I but I'm just I'm just saying though. the woman was the timekeeper. Was the woman the timekeeper? Who, yeah. There was, a, there, was there. I mean, the there was an appraiser in there. I mean, it wasn't the timekeeper then. There was an appraiser in there. He was a bigger guy. Yeah. His name was Chad. I didn't even realize he was a bigger guy. Chad. Bigger guy. Bigger guy. His name was Chad. Yeah. Come on, Eric. You're so fancy. Was a bigger guy's name was Chad. And as soon as I saw that, he introduced himself, I'm like. Oh, there, there goes that. We're going to change the name of that because so, you don't want to say that. Kind of that oh, was of, kind of funny, kind of, though. Yeah, so the kind of the whole point of us talking about DI tonight is it's something that I've been a part of for six years. Next year will be my seventh year, and then Zach's third year next year, obviously, if he comes back, which I know he will because I'll force him into it. I will uh, bag him over the head and bring him to the meetings. Um, But anyway, uh, so there was this huge incident this year. Global Finals has been in Knoxville, Tennessee for 19 years, and they decided out of the blue to move to Kansas City. Which Zach and I can agree on this: a move every once in a while is okay. the The logistics behind it and how they dealt with it wasn't great. Um, they told us last year in Knoxville at the end of Global Finals at the closing ceremony that they would be coming back to Knoxville, which everybody was excited about. It was the, this year was the twentieth year of Globals, like it makes sense come back to the same place you started at was Knoxville, Tennessee. September I want to say it was September 1st or September uh, 7th September 7th cuz I have no idea on these days I, I know miss. for a fact it was September 7th because there's video footage of us talking about it September 7th they released that they were going to move into Kansas City Missouri Okay fine you know we're going to miss Knoxville it's okay but and then in December we get a lovely notice that global finals pricing registration costs, no matter the size of the team, would be fifty-five hundred dollars straight across the board, anywhere from two to seven people, fifty-five hundred dollars, no matter what the the team size, and that didn't include housing and food and travel. To be fair, um, what was the cost that we paid? I want to say it was like forty-five hundred dollars for everything. Near before, so this was seven people, housing for six nights six nights right tuesday night wednesday night thursday night friday night saturday night five nights Mm -hmm. and lunch dinner and breakfast every day while we were there from wednesday to saturday night was forty five hundred dollars total this year it was ten thousand dollars for six people housing food registration travel I I was at I kind of at a loss of words for what they did because i think i think part of that definitely went to the hotel i think that was, i think that was the biggest jump for it because originally well, the way it was set in knoxville for at least from the one year i was yeah, there well, it was always it was still like a marriott but it was one of those like middle end marriott so it was like the side of the highway marriott but also wasn't the super it was on the side of the highway it was yeah no but i mean like, <laughs> it wasn't like the sketchy one-story marriott thing like it was or it, like it was uh, like it was, it was still like the 12-story marriott right now it's, yeah, it's just something like that, though. Yeah, but there was, like one front desk person, the small little lobby, you get breakfast in the corner, you can make your own pancake, the little cup with a little, little Dixie yeah. cup of line <laughs> on it, you know what I'm talking it's about with the like waffle. On it. Yeah, exactly. So you make one of those, and you got your normal size hotel room. It was one of those like you know middle hotels. And all it, right? it, was it, nice, it was a nice, fine. Area. Exactly, no problem. And it was it was actually pretty cool because usually districts or um, uh, organizations would book together, so there'd be one hotel that'd just be all us. And that was always really cool because which we had for years exactly. There was a single year so we would have we would have events we'd do. So it was like yeah. oh HSC kids come downstairs we're gonna do you know whatever Do a, like a competition, a scavenger hunt. Stuff well, like because that. before you joined in twenty, I want to say it was twenty seventeen. There was only HSC at Mer- at the Hampton Inn. Is Hampton Inn? Oh, my Hampton, Hampton Inn. Inn. Um, Isn't it Hampton Inn by Marriott though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for the sake of the argument, exactly. ha- Hampton Inn is the hotel that we stayed in in Knoxville, and that was amazing. Um, but then when we went to Kansas City, we went to a Marriott. But the high end in the city. Let, let's discuss the cons first of Kansas City before we move on to the pros. Because okay. there's a lot – there's as many cons – there's <laughs> a bit more cons than there are our pros, but there's enough to explain each side of the argument for people, number one, for people who work for the board that may hear this. And yeah, they won't. This is just – well, no, because we will be posting <laughs> this on the Busted Biscuits account okay. and on my Instagram, your Instagram, I'm assuming, and all, all that right. stuff. For the, for the sake of an argument, if you are a DI board member and you are listening to this, which I don't know how many of you are, I know some of them do follow us on Instagram, though, so they could hear this. We have as many cons as we do pros, although there may be a few more cons. I'm going to let Zach start because he's only been this – he has the least amount of bias on this because he only went to Knoxville for a year, and I only, I've been going – for five years so where i'm at is I, i've gone equally to both sides so i have one year knoxville one year kansas city so i've gotten like a good taste of both sides without like, going full dive in the knoxville like for, with knoxville with you guys yeah being there my first time like when we showed up Y'all were like, "This is exactly how it happens. This is the stuff we're not gonna do. This is how we're gonna travel." Because they just figured out over like the 18 billion years they all have gone there to figure yeah. out the most efficient way to do things, well, including but going H- down including to like, City. You know, yeah. exactly. People just knew, and going down to Kansas City, everybody was going in blind, which I feel was definitely a big part of the confusion. Was this is the first time i have gone down there? Well, yeah. I mean, you're gonna mm-hmm. every time you go someplace new, exactly. there's always knew. gonna be confusion. And I them. think the biggest part was that everybody was new. That was one of the biggest. Over a hundred thousand kids. Exactly. So that's one of the situations where at the beginning you have to be – you have to make sure that everybody that's going there has some sort of background information. And the people that are already there, the people that are running and the people that live the people that work there need to also have an understanding of how many people are showing up, what kind of people are showing up, stuff like that. So I I know the biggest con for me personally, besides the price – I'm not going to have to talk about the pricing. The biggest thing that I saw personally was that people didn't seem prepared there. So, like, the hotels, we were talking to the one bellboy that, yeah. like, brought us up there. Like, he was super cool. I liked him. His name was Zach. He spelled it wrong when his name was Zach. <laughs> um, he was talking to us, and he's like, hey, this is my fourth day. I got transferred to a different hotel. He told us it was his fourth day. He got transferred to a different hotel. And he had no idea we were going to show up. He said he got transferred over here. He was like... Alright, it's my fourth day. It'll be all good. And then we show up, and he spends all day transporting luggage upstairs because he nobody knew we were like nobody that was working there knew we were gonna show up. And, and before we move on with the cons, mm-hmm. dear, a pro, the people were nice. They were very nice. Very awesome. nice. Mm-hmm. However, nice. going off what Zach said, they were not trained for what they weren't was right. going exactly. on. If they had been properly, hey, this is what's happening. I'm sure everything would be a whole lot better because I know we had multiple problems with the people that were there. Like we went to a restaurant the first night. And the waiter, the, the waitress, house. You know, the ice house. Yeah. it was really, it was awesome, delicious, delicious food like that. And the waitress telling us how like they didn't know we were gonna show up, so they were like understaffed or understocked, things like that. Like they didn't know that we were gonna be there because no one had told them that. Hey, how many people were there? Like forty thousand, like, like a lot of people. I want to like, say there was over. Like there were a lot of there were thousands. I had, it was like twenty thousand. There were like twenty thousand something people yeah. that were gonna show up at once. That couldn't cook at home. They needed to go to a restaurant. Wait, I'm just kidding. Seven people times 1,300 teams. No, times 1,100 teams. That's over 77, a lot. Okay, a, lot of, a people, lot of people. A lot of over people. A lot of people. Over 100,000 100, yeah. for the sake so of a lot, the argument. A lot, a lot of over people showed up so a lot of people showed up and they had to rely almost purely on restaurants because the meal. De- the meals that were offered, you don't want to have that every single day. That's one of the cons. We'll discuss. here <laughs> We'll get deeper into that later. We'll get to that. <laughs> but one of the biggest problems is that restaurants weren't ready for that. The people there weren't ready for that. Like the only main form of transportation they had down there was the streetcar. The streetcar was awesome. It came every fifteen minutes. It was free. It got the job done. But I remember it being crowded every single time we were on there. Like super crowded. Like no, you don't. You don't get a seat. Kind of crowded. And that was the only way to get places. You could walk. Obviously, you could walk, but if it's a long distance, you got to take the streetcar to the nearest place you got to get to, and then try to walk the rest of the way, because you can't fit an entire team in a taxi. You can't fit an entire team in an Uber. Too you expensive. can't fit them in a car exactly, and you can't just go, "Hey, I got to 50- rent a bus real fast." <laughs> Especially with the fifty-five hundred dollars registration costs. <laughs> way to toss it in there. Yeah, anyway, then, um, I that was probably the biggest thing for me personally i know they have problems with the security there i'm not gonna get into what happened yeah, there. yeah. you can get into that wait a second but um i know one of the biggest problems was, like the security people there they didn't know what they were supposed to do like they were like hey just make sure nothing bad happens and go patrol stuff like that go i i, I don't know if you had or at least that's how it seems or anything else you had i feel like there was other stuff we talked about that you had maybe talk about the security problems. yeah i'll talk about a few things and you just bounce <laughs> off of it so my first thing is <laughs> the cost, um, Zach didn't talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it for a moment. You know, people, um, we understand from, uh, business, my, my family's big in a business and I, I get the concept of having to raise prices now and then that that's a completely normal thing that businesses do to either, um, work with a vendor that has, risen the cost of a product or of a food or of even an item or something you raise the cost to still get the same amount of profits or just a little bit more because you're trying to run a company and i go going out there you can continue something real fast is that we're going to be bashing some things that i know that somebody out there knows the backstory of this stuff and you know exactly why this happened It happened for a reason that made sense and we just don't know them yeah. And so, from what we're looking at, as people that attended and other people that we know that have attended and saw this, since it was never really explained, again, I'm not there to be like you suck. I'm saying like it was never really explained. So this is from what we see. While there may have been a more you know reasonable you know reason for doing whatever, we don't see that. And the so this issue, is what we say. The issue that we don't see it is because nobody warned the participants, the parents, until two months before registration began. We get... Oh, it's you. Okay, sorry. Oh, I bad. kept hearing something. <laughs> we we get that there is a, a reason to raise prices. But you don't do that to 100,000-plus kids... Who, after they've signed up. After they've signed up and three months into it. We got the email... I'll pull up the email later on and we'll we'll discuss it. But I, I want to say it was like halfway to December. We get the email. Mm-hmm. And by then, everybody started on scripts. They've made props. Every, everybody. gone fully in. At this you've point. registered for regionals. You're mm-hmm. already ready to go. Some ter, China has already started their affiliate finals. <laughs> China on. already knows who's going to globals by the end of December. That's crazy. Because they're such a large affiliate and they have to, that gives them yeah. enough time to work on stuff. They're trying to take up a whole section of the sprint center. Like, they took out, like, the entire Because it's a part of their side. school curriculum. Yeah, like, they, the whole they, cor- have a, they have it They have a class for DIs. That's kind of Texas great. teams do as well. That's Not all cool. of them, but some of them. That's why Texas has to take out a whole arena, too, to do their regionals. But So, to go on with the point, you gave two months notice to raise another additional $5,500. People had a hard enough time raising forty five hundred dollars. In the amount in the span of knowing that you're going, so after affiliate finals to having to register for globals, which is about a two week span, I want to say for Indiana, Indiana is normally one of the last affiliates that competes. I think we're a two to a three week span of, you know, it's you're going to globals and then you register to go to globals. You, DiHQ did a really. I'm going to bash him for a second, did a really bad thing by doing that because you have kids that have worked hours already at that point and then come to find out there's solutions that could have won first place. You can't even go compete because your family can't afford it. Your school district can't pay for you. Um, Issues like that. DI... Didn't look at it from a participant standpoint. They looked. They put on their for-profit association hat, which is what Odyssey of the Mind is. Give or take that Odyssey of the Mind and DI split off in the first place because DI did not want to be a for-profit organization. Global Finals is for-profit. It's the only part of the competition, the only part of the community nonprofit. Which makes originator. sense. I'm not going against that. That's no. Something that it has to be done. That's the thing. You make five million dollars. They mm-hmm. released the numbers last year. I want to say it was five point one million dollars they made as a as a net as mm-hmm. a net total. Because you the, have to get people to make things. Like you have to pay the people that write the challenge. You have to pay the people that you know set up the, things. The HQ members. You have to pay mm-hmm. for housing and stuff. Exactly. So, like their headquarters. So, you got to pay for stuff. So like cost. That. Cost-wise, was 5 mil something like that last year, give or take. We can look up the numbers if we want it. We can we can add it in as a comment on the video at the bottom or whatever. I don't know how this work, works yet. But 5.1 for the sake of me, let's say $5 million. They made $5 million last year. However, they had to pay out their hotel cost and their food because they had vendors doing it. So they probably gave away about, let's say, $1 million of it. So they got a, a cost of $4 million. This year, they made... The numbers haven't been released yet, but if you do the total number of teams, which I, want, I think it was eleven hundred and forty-five teams times fifty-five hundred dollars, will you do that real quick? <laughs> eleven forty-five times fifty-five hundred. Hold on, move one second. Calculator. That eleven, okay, eleven forty-five times fifty-five hundred times fifty-five hundred. What's that number? Six million two hundred ninety-seven thousand five hundred. They made two million more dollars than they did last year with three hundred less teams. That's crazy. D.I., I don't know what what you need an extra $2 million for. Maybe Knoxville is more expensive. Because I'm thinking, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking a huge chunk went to hotels. But the thing we about it this the year, hotel, yeah. they had their convention center. They Kansas did. City has a convention center that spreads 18 football fields. This is one of the pros of it. The convention center is definitely one of the too. pros. We'll get to the pros. We'll get to this pro right now because we'll get this out of the way. The prop storage and stuff was fantastic. That could not have been planned better. You could roll your truck right in yep. there. You could drop the props off. It was so nice. You could drive one of the bad things about Knoxville was that your prop rooms were so small. Mm-hmm. I remember we had a problem where we had to drop it off at one side of the building. And we had to, like, luckily our stuff was in wheels because we had to push it across the building. Yep. Um, But your mon- the money, mm. a lot of it, I would say, that the costs went up for is for... um i want to save for that convention center it i don't think it was worth it the prop storage was i don't think the competition sites were i don't think i don't think the rooms were worth it i didn't think i didn't think a 50 percent increase in cost total wasn't worth anything i like going off that, I'm not, I'm not trying to say this to be like, we're super cool, we had the best performance, <laughs> but they had to shut down our room finally for start performing because we had broken the fire code because the room itself was not huge. There was two sections of about of four row back each side with about ten rows. And we'll, we can go back and look at this again. So this there are is... probably 80, 80, 90, 100 seats in there. And we had... There was more than 200 people in that room. Exactly. Like, I mean, there were people standing in the back. Again, I'm not trying to say this, but like we're super cool. But it got to the point where if you're going to have a technical challenge with high school, like, at, you, le- at least for us That's a popular challenge. Exactly, at least for us personally. Whenever there was another, like, high school challenge in our, like, group, we went to go watch them and said so a lot of people. Because those are the fun ones to watch. It's like professional sports teams. You go to watch the oldest. You go to watch the. Best. I'm yeah, not trying to say. Do. I'm not. Trying, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm not trying to say the oldest, the best, but it usually ends up turning out where the oldest have the cooler creations. So it's definitely cooler. You always go watch the professional sports teams rather than you know your neighborhood pickup basketball game, because that is like the bigger <laughs> one. That's when that more people go to. And the pro of the, I really only saw an improvement on the technical um, presentation sites. Technical in Knoxville was separated by three large curtains, one between each mm-hmm. challenge site. However, they had a lot more seating in space. A lot more seating was provided in the rooms in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Scientific and in Kansas City when we sat and watched Made with Grill Cheese was a joke. Compared to Knoxville's ballroom it was size was small. Uh-huh. Technical, I like technical because there was walls and you can actually hear however when you have to close the doors because a team has too much support and you don't allow more people in it's kind of ridiculous we had people standing up against walls and this goes back to Zach's points so and we're not trying to brag about it but when you have an in- so we have an instagram where we have about 400 followers we invite those people to come watch our performance but when you close the doors 10 minutes before your performance starts because you have too many people in there it just doesn't make sense because knock Knoxville that wouldn't have happened. There were just enough sucks stage. with people that put time aside to make sure they were down there, and you know may have cut some other time together to do other fun stuff to come show up and come you know watch us perform, and it's really you know sucks when they're like, no, sorry, you can't come in. And um, so we've gone we've gone over the actual thing. We've gone over the cost. Let let's talk about your your security team. Oh boy, Kansas City, I love you. You need to fire about half of those people. I'm not even (laughs) kidding. Listen, when you have an event as big as over 100,000 people, especially children coming to a a city that's not really meant for that stuff, you need to train your staff. Your staff were not trained. At At least well. At least well. They may have been trained. They may have gotten five minutes. Visit KC. Visit KC did a poor promotion... For di to its businesses to its security we've already talked about the business standpoint the security we had a tornado come through uh, i think it was friday night we we that had dinner right, we yeah. there was the tornado this, that, this is the tornado that actually happened at kansas city Another one on the way with the actual yeah this is actually touched it didn't touch down but it, it funneled out exactly. very very mm-hmm. close so the tornado i think it was 11 miles something like that yeah okay so point being you had no plan to get 100,000 kids out of the Convention Center, Sprint Center, or any other event that was going on to get back to their hotels in a timely manner. You did not plan for a tornado to touchdown when we're in the middle of Tornado Alley during tornado season. Tell me that doesn't make sense. It doesn't. DI and Visit KC and the Kansas City security teams did not have a plan in place. You all put out a, an announcement on the global finals app which i'll pull up right now when you do that i'll keep talking about it Continue. because one of our biggest problems was that they had told us hey stop what you're doing now Just go back to your hotel which we were at our hotel because anywhere. they didn't have a yeah we were already at our hotel so we booked it down to the in um in hotel restaurant because that was gonna get booked real fast because instead of having a easy you know formulated way to get everybody back in a timely manner it was just security team going down the hallways and Hey guys, uh, leave. You can't stay here. You're getting back to your hotel. You've got to go back. You cannot be here. So, I mean, okay. So as much as they were given, apparently we uh, they deleted that message. No longer is that message available on Global Finals app, which proves my point. You all didn't have a plan for that. Why you didn't have a plan in the middle of tornado season and Tornado Alley? I don't know. You all didn't have a plan for that. You well, didn't plan for what would happen if a tornado did strike and killed people. In a serious sense for a moment, if you had children that died in the convention center because the convention center got hit and children died, you had no plan to deal with that. You had no plan logistically or for the event itself to get that many kids out of a thing. The only way you did it was sent out a notification on the Global Finals app stating that everybody must leave. Which makes no sense. Think about it. The, the convention center had a lower ground area. Hotels, most of the hotels that we stayed in, I don't remember there being a basement access. Nah, I don't think of I don't, know I don't remember the Marriott itself having a basement access. You literally told kids to leave the safest place they could be. I'm I'm gonna disagree with you on that for the reason because those are high ceilings with glass support. No, no 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 not the top. I'm talking about the lower floors. Oh yeah, the floors floor, under the ground. Yeah, definitely the lower floor. Yeah, like inside one of the presentation areas would have been great. No yeah. no windows <laughs> no glass. Small enclosed supported area. That's what I'm saying. That would have been nice. You had concrete. I mm-hmm. mean that that would have been the best well, place see, going to off. That would have been great. Saying hey if you're in the convention center I want you to go not back to your hotels but downstairs. Leave your stuff here. You can get it when this passes over. Then when the tornado passes over. But until then downstairs to the technical, to the scientific, to the fine arts presentation. Technical would have been the best. Mm -hmm. It was storming and severe weather. Yep. You all told kids... Have them to go outside. You all told kids to get on buses and go back to their hotels. First off, congratulations. You had kids standing out in the rain for, I'd say, at least a solid 20 minutes. People lost things. This goes to my thing about security not being trained. You all had a security sweep after the tornado thing happened. Nobody went back in the prop room for the rest of the night because you all shut the place down. Tell me, why did props end up in the trash cans the next morning? You all had people performing on... You all all had people on Friday or Saturday morning going to perform, and their props were in the trash cans. (laughs) You gonna give them their money back? Because they no longer had a fair playing field. What do you think on this? I don't know. I don't know. Do you don't have opinion? <laughs> I don't know, honestly. And we we're bashing a bit, <laughs> but <laughs> it, no, because it's we care, we care, we seriously care about the program. Because last year, last year there was there was a problem with one team. They had shipped theirs over plane to get and their then lost their props, here, and then the airline <laughs> lost their props. I don't know how an airline loses huge props. I don't know how the, that works. And this has nothing but to do with, with this has something to do with DI itself. The, this it's, was it's an airline exactly. problem. This was an airline problem. DI was not related, but DI went and stepped in. They're like, "Hey, we're really sorry. Although we can't, you know, give you your props back, we'll give you spirited. DI we will recognize you. You know, we'll push back your presentation time to do stuff." Like, we want to make sure we have the best possible opportunity for you guys. While they didn't place or place very high because they lost all their props, yeah. they did – DI did the best they probably – that I know that they possibly could have done there. And there was another situation – where was I going with this? I forgot where I was going with that. Uh, Eric, go <laughs> continue while I think about that. So, although we're bashing it a lot, I am I, um... – but it's because for four years I went to Knoxville and there wasn't an issue with logistics in Knoxville. Your your um global finals and I think it was on an article or something was the move to Kansas City was based on a need for more space. You all also put on your article that it, your move was based on our requ- our requests of not having to eat the food that they gave us and to be able to pick our own hotel rooms. Those two things you could have done in Knoxville easily. But the whole the whole request, we never asked for more space. We just asked for rooms that were more soundproof for technical. Because one of the biggest problems since I'm a, at Knoxville, they were curtains. Uh, that was probably the biggest problem with the technical site. Well, while we didn't do technical last year. We did scientific last year, so I didn't, you know, I, I did not get to watch some technical. We didn't perform, yeah. so I didn't personally have the problem. But they were all curtains. So, any sort of laughter or drone sounds or any loud, any any noise realistically that happened on the other side of the curtain, you could hear because the curtains offer no soundproofing at all. So as soon as any sounds happened next oh. to you, you heard it just as clearly on the other presentation site as in that presentation site. They also asked for better, I think teams also asked for better engineering rooms. You remember mm-hmm. watching Fear 7? engineering yep. how about that was the bleachers and then the respiratory curtains are next to each other mm-hmm. engineering was worse than technical i can't i couldn't even complain about technical if it was an engineering team mm-hmm. we didn't ask for more space we just asked for soundproof rooms which i i'm sure there's something in there that could have done the a whole better job the whole campus you had a whole campus at your disposal school was out Again, Zach and I aren't logistics people who were involved in global finals planning exactly. for the past 19 So, again, years. there may have been perfectly logical reasons that we just don't know. But from the information we were given and what we see personally. But to blame the, the, the move to a different city on our request is ridiculous, in a sense, because we didn't ask for a new location. We just asked for freedom of food and freedom of hotels, which Knoxville could have provided easily. Kansas City... I loved the, just kind of being able to explore the place. There was a lot of fun places to go, and the streetcar was great. It got us everywhere. Um, Kansas City itself is a great city. Uh, overall, though, I just didn't think it was a – it's not a place for kids, I don't think. It's not – there's not enough fun activities unless you're willing to travel out of there. So going off of that, I was talking to Eric before we started recording, yeah. like – he made a comment. When we were down there. He's like, if even though we were down there for global finals, and that was going to be ninety-seven percent of our time, ninety-five. I, I weird percent. 25. Ninety-five. It was going to be almost the entirety of yeah. our time. If global finals wasn't there, what would we do? So let's say you were one of the teams, for example. All right, we had a team in our um, uh, in our organization in HSC that got done by the second day the first day the first was the wednesday. first day completely wednesday. all went all wednesday. wednesday wednesday they got both their performance and instant challenge done on the same day as opening ceremony they got it or before was it before before opening ceremony. they were done they just had the week to watch forms to do whatever there was nothing down there because kansas city is just built as a business city it's not built – like, for example, we're from Indiana. We have Indianapolis down there. I can list things. While, while I do live here, we did do researching down there. We had done some Googling. There's nothing down there event-wise. Lake of Land Discovery, stuff. the KC Aquarium. But that's about it. that even was a drive. That a dri- yeah, that's a drive. drive. That's a drive. It's the outside po- of the city. The whole point of Kansas City was that everything was centered around mm-hmm. – which, go ahead and finish your point because I actually have a point that I do want to make about Instant Challenge. You can go. You sure? Yeah, go Okay. One more thing, and I'll get to my overall like pro. Here's why I liked it. thing. Cause I've, I've 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 wanted to start out with my cons because it just there's so many of them, but it, it it's there. I'm saying these to help kind of see what a participant saw, especially an older kid who's been doing it for a few years, who went to Knoxville for four years. Your the move was based on also having everything under the same roof, which, um, Kansas City. The convention center, all the challenge sites, the convention center, the prop room, everything like that. The expo, all that was under the same roof. What I didn't like was that you all made us go to the Westin, a hotel, for instant challenge. You tell me, Zach, what's wrong with that? Because pin trading was in the convent That's the part that kills me. I understand. Okay. there, I completely agree. There there has to be a pin trading room. There has to be a dedicated pin trading. Not because I'm all into pin trading. I'm totally not. Hmm. But from what I've seen, there are some people that are in... Like They go to Global Finals, and if you gave them a list of all the most important things Global Finals do, but pin trading is number one. There are some people that are all over pin trading. Shout out I to keep Frank. Shout trading. out to Frank. <laughs> anyway, so... With the pin trading, you have to give them a space. Otherwise, they're going to be everywhere. everywhere. So giving them a space is definitely important. And they need a pretty good-sized space because of how many people there are. Now, I feel there are definitely better spaces in the location because their hallways, I love how they had signs in the hallways, The signs and stickers in the hallway saying, do not pin trade here because it would, you know, cause traffic bombing. You cannot Which Knoxville didn't have and teams Knoxville would do exactly, it on the sides. There were problems there. They had stickers. They were, they were ready for that. They're like, no pin trading here, don't pin trade here, it'll cause problems. So they gave them the space, there's also some other space you can pin trade, stuff like that. But the pla- the location that pin trading was held was like a ballroom area. Which would have been a perfect area to put a competition site at. Mm-hmm. Or instant challenge at. Well, and the instant challenge couldn't have worked in there. There were, there were side slots too. If you look closely, they actually had dividers. Oh because you don't have to worry about sound overly too much or you do have to have some sort of sound. you don't want to hear the you know you don't want to hear the challenge happening next to you. Yeah, they did have dividers in that room mm-hmm. and they had little side rooms too They were little doors. I don't know they would have just been storage closets. but I couldn't imagine them being any smaller than the size of the hotel rooms they we were in because the challenge was in held in hotel rooms, which I will give them I will give them of the fact that since it was held in a hotel room they did a really good job organizing it for being in a hotel room. And I'm surprised the hotel was like, yeah, sure, you're fine with doing this. But <laughs> <laughs> but. but when you have kids that are staying in the Westin. Yeah. They had they had participants and they had normal people staying in the Westin. That mm-hmm. lobby was freaking insane. Crowd all the time. Overwhelming. overwhelming. Instant challenge was overwhelming. Oh, yeah, definitely. You you get nervous for instant challenge. You walk into that building. It's overwhelming. Even for like somebody who's been doing it for 5 years like I have. Overwhelming. It was bad. You walk in the door and there's just kids everywhere. My biggest complaint was that we did instant challenges in a hotel room. Yeah, that was definitely difficult because we were thinking maybe it'll be slightly bigger. No, it was a small hotel with the mattress taken out. So here was the thing. We had an instant challenge where we had to build a thing that would carry a little sponge brick across the line by a fan. So like, Ooh. a fan would blow it across the line into the box. We won't get into logistics. because it, 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 a... it, it was a challenge required space. Let me tell you this. It was a stupid instant challenge. It should have never been written the way it was. It was a chance of luck. For 20 points of it, It was yeah. a, it was luck-based. It was so stupid, we could have placed higher if it wasn't luck-based. No offense, that instant challenge should have never been released. It was really stupid. I don't... I I normally don't complain about instant challenges. Normally, they're the fairest thing that we do in a competition. It was not fair. For the space that we were given, it was so stupid. I had to ask a clarification where the line was. I couldn't see the line. Our table... You all can't see this, but I'm showing Zach right now. You remember the table was... was literally over the blue line. We had a duct tape line, or we had a line of So here, th- I'm going th- to go explain the room. Okay. So it, you had a normal hotel room where you open the door, there's a mini hallway to your left of the bathroom, keep going straight as your main opening area. It was a singular bed hotel room. Now, they made a request to get all the beds removed. So all the beds were removed. So what was left was the back bed wall frame, the TV, and the shelf that goes below the TV, like in yep. you know, a little table yep. there. So that's all that was left in the hotel room while the hotel room was definitely cleared out it wasn't huge to begin with yeah. so when you fit a full size white foldable table you know you know the basic white yeah, foldable tables. when you we pull had. out a full size one of those tables in the middle of the room and then you add five appraisers or the five appraisers five appraisers five appraisers a team manager and like three four chairs so they have enough enough plus space for all the team kids managers. plus a and box then, fan. and then anywhere from anywhere from um seven kids or less seven they can get they'd have to fit seven high schoolers in there at th- i think how many team managers should you bring in one. Like one one so you'd have to fit at the maximum you have to you have to be ready to fit people. seven high schoolers a team manager and, and five, five appraiser. adult appraisers so 13 people in that a full-size size table a box fan and then enough space to have the drop area, and you couldn't cross the line. Let's let's put this in this. Point. That was difficult. You couldn't cross mm-hmm. the line, and the and the table was right next to the line. You couldn't. Like... So if you were on the left side, so okay, I'm gonna try to explain it the best as I can. There is the table in the middle of the room. To the right of the table, so on the long side of the table, on the right side of it is the box fan. On the end of on the end of the side of the table facing towards the rest of the table. Yep. If this makes any sense. There is a tape line about half a foot, like six inches or less. Twelve inches. Was it twelve I inches. Give it a three, yeah. Twelve. Okay, about twelve inches from the fan, from the box fan. Oh no 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 no! I don't. Yeah, I don't... six inches. Yeah, see, it wasn't fan. much. Yeah. I won't say about. It was about six inches from the box fan. Then there was a foot, and then there was a box. A box. Now the thing about the spacing, because the table was in the middle, which it had to be to fit the people on the other side. Yeah. It went up to the wall. Like, it was almost touching the wall. The, any space that was left was being, uh, was appraiser standing area. Yes. So, if you were standing on the left side of the table, Eric was for this point, and he had to get to where the box fan was to see, you know, how much space was there and to be able to see the line, that required him walking around the rest of us as the teammates. Yeah. So, which wasn't, it was about one person space, too. He had to get around us from the back side and then come around to the back part of the box fan. Which when you're talking about a t- when you're talking about an instant challenge, you've only got four or five minutes. Or like we have to think about three minutes to three minutes. build it. Three, yeah, three minutes to build it. That's a thirty. Sorry, not thirty. It's like a fifteen, twenty second process. It doesn't seem like a whole bunch, but if you're on one side and you have to get to the other side just to see how far something is to build one yeah. singular item, that hurts you. That hurts you a lot. So, there are many different challenges that I've seen because we, we practice we practice at least one instant challenge every Tuesday. So, we saw a whole bunch of instant challenges, and there were so many different kinds of instant challenges that could have been done in that room that would have made so much more sense. A skit challenge. A skit challenge made. would have been great. skit challenge would have been great. Anything that didn't require a whole bunch of movement. If it was a situation where it was a, here's a table, everything is done on top of the table. Like for stay there, I think either States or Global's last, last year. States last year. The, rotis, had, you, yeah, the rotating table. About. There yeah. were, we had this one challenge where we had a lazy Susan, so a little rotating table, mm-hmm. and we had to make oh, a pitch. Town. We had to make a pitch for a new building that could withstand the elements. So, you had that I, I, had ASMR to the shark video. Sharknadoes. So, yeah, I'd include Sharknadoes, because if you don't include Sharknadoes, what's your skit, honestly? So, you have the Lazy Susan, you would put the tower on top of it, and you would have it spin 10 times to get the full amount of points. It was all done on top of a table. Any challenge that would have been done on top of a table would have been great, because it allows any team member to go all the way around. It gives enough space for the team managers and the appraisers. It just gets difficult when you require the entire top of the table and the other half of the hotel room. Yeah, I um, I I just still question the logistics behind planning an entire event under one roof, where pen trading was more important than having instant challenge under the same roof. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, I know it has, I know another haspin trading location. There yeah. they're just they're they absolutely has to. You could have had that but in a hotel. You. There were connecting hotels there were yeah there actually were connecting hotels so if they're able to talk with um uh, i cannot i cannot speak that if they're able to talk to the weston and get them to the entire instant challenge and set up a booth with speakers to do that tada thing you want to explain the job here in a little bit you can but they're able to con- <coughs> bless you that's a cough oh man they're able to convince them and you know pay them enough to do this giant event inside their hotel i'm certain they could probably get one of the connecting hotels and say hey can we use your lobby or one of your ballrooms? Like, the hotel we were in... Had a ballroom. Had three empty, unused ballrooms. So, where's the point where they could have gone to one of the connecting hotels... Like, the one of the ones that have a skywalk straight from... Like, r l didn't have a skywalk to the convention center. But there, I think, it were three hotels that had skywalks. Yeah. To them. I guarantee you at least one of them had a pretty good-sized ballroom. Because all you need is one. You need one ballroom. Yeah. Call up pin training. So, I... You know we're going back to kind of the trying to get somewhat of a happy event out of this or somewhat of a happy light out of this. We can end it on a good note. Cause it's three Oh seven AM in the morning. We're kind of ranting on, which is fine. And again, all of this comes out of a love for the program. None of mm-hmm. this is meant to, well, some of it is some, most of it's not meant to bash the program. Um, it's, to, it's to offer help. It's to offer help to figure out, what needs to be done in the future because you have another year in Kansas city. And I, I say you, I'm talking to the board members. I'm talking to HQ, anybody who's listening from DI, including the alumni council. If you have any power or push, please let them know. Cause one thing I know is I, I do, I do new stuff at the high school. Yeah. And one thing you learn in that class. And one thing you just see is that when you hear stuff about something, nobody ever goes, nobody ever goes to leave a review of plate of a place mm-hmm. and say, yeah, it was pretty good. I had a pretty good time. Like, you know, the food was, you know, food was okay. You know, it, just, it wasn't great. It was okay. I had no problems. You know, it, it was all good. Yeah. Not one person has left a review that was like two and a half, three stars just to say, yeah, it was pretty good. You leave a review when it was either outstanding, you loved it, it was amazing, and you leave a review and it was absolutely horrible. So I know I've planned a lot of events myself. I've done situations like that. And you don't hear the feedback like, yeah, I had a pretty good time. You hear the feedback that was, this was absolutely horrible. Here's yep. my experience. This is what you did wrong. And then you'll hear significantly less, this is why it was amazing. Because people are more into sending mean replies versus the happy replies. So I know that they've definitely gotten attacked with a bunch of hate emails, tweets, Facebook, Facebook messages. Facebook everything oh, like, i know man. that they've been attacked but the problem is when people are in a mad state they have the mob mentality yes where it's <laughs> I you know exactly you have yeah, the mob me. mentality yeah where they just bash on everything was horrible for this reason but they do go they don't go in depth yes or they don't go well what were they looking at which today we've we've mm-hmm. hit that we've hit that's what, what that's what we're trying to do we've hit that we have issues with it um Knoxville was 19 years strong. I I my first issue was you could have kept it in Knoxville for the 20th year and could have ended it there and could have said, "Okay, next year we're going to a new location." You could have announced maybe the price change in mm-hmm. global finals that year and be like, "Okay, so next year we're doing a new pricing model, just a heads up, it maybe it it could be up to 50% more for some teams." give the teams a chance to either A, switch out of the program knowing that they're not going to be able to afford it. Mm -hmm. Sounds really stupid that you're going to lose teams. However, Odyssey of the Mind would gladly take teams from DI. Odyssey of the Mind had a thing in the year, December, two days after the pricing change. Odyssey of the Mind, being the beautiful people they are, sent a letter to (laughs) DIers saying that, hey, we'll cover your registration costs this year if you'd like to come compete. People saw took. An opportunity people took, took that offer. I saw people took that offer. Yeah, and people love Odyssey in the mind. There have been people who switched from DI to Odyssey in the mind. Are like, mm-hmm. it's it's good. It's really good. Odyssey in the mind and DI are the the twin the twin mm-hmm. brothers except di is the one that's slowly forming into a for-profit and odyssey mm-hmm. has always been a for-profit but they're doing it right because here's what i've heard right eric like stop me if i say anything wrong yeah was it was originally all odyssey the mind correct yes and then they had a whole kerfuffle where there's a situation where they wanted to be a for-profit they wanted to get money out of it and that's where a little branch stepped off was like no, i don't like this and they became di yes and they've been going strong they became like up to par with odyssey of the mind Di was over not odyssey better, the mind for years that like the they largest. have become more with it and then stuff like this happens where something like this like some this happens yeah and they dropped so i bet you if somebody made a chart or a graph somewhere 300 teams less than last year global mm-hmm. finals like you'll just see this year for di you just see team in attendance drop and the part that the part that sucks is it's going to carry on to next year and years following because, because this gonna year re- most, it's going to become recovery, not gain. Because most teams have had already committed. Yep. Teams next year are going to know what's going on before they walk in and are mm-hmm. not going to be committed to the program. <laughs> Odyssey of the Mind took the exactly. chance that they had. Odyssey of the Mind still is a is the same amount or even less than what the Knoxville costs were. They held they hold their world finals. In Michigan University, Michigan State University. They have the same logistics and information that what Knoxville had. The same thing almost. On a college campus, they have their rooms. You, you, look, Knoxville, Knoxville knew what they were doing. Kansas City did not. If we learn anything from the experience of it moving, first off, please warn your people. Warn the participants, mm-hmm. warn the parents. And maybe you were given this information really late. Like something something happened last thing, you had to change it. But there were definitely better ways of giving out the message. But we also know that all companies have a a couple of hands that like to get their hands on money. DI, I guarantee you, is no different. There are people in that organization, in this organization, that are in it for the money. They're <gasps> not shown often. However, there are people that are, that are for that, which is fine. A organization has to make money somehow to continue thriving. But when your di and over 150,000 kids go through your program every year, and you're going to screw over thousands of them, I okay. So here I'm going to tell the story. We got about 10 minutes left here. We need to round up at the hour mark because we've said a lot, but it's all important. I gave a call to DIHQ when the original emails came out that they were going to be raising the registration prices when the original website came out, and it said $5,500 per team, two to seven people, no matter what. Mm-hmm. I called them and asked the guy. I don't even remember his name. He, he was rude. Um, well, he was. I mean, they were obviously under a lot of fire at that mm-hmm. point. Honestly, um, you can't blame them. If, you you're cannot, if you're working customer support and every they're call not. Is, they weren't the issue. Where they were attacked the customer service, which I know that happens a lot. You, yeah. They attack the customer service, and you're just if it's your job and you just have to go through being attacked every single day, you're not going to be in a great mood. Yeah. So, and I I talked to the guy, I'm like, you all are, you all are going to lose people. He's like, well, yeah, but for some teams, it's going to be less money. I asked him, I said, how did you all get that number? He's like, well, I don't know. I'm like, can you find out? And he's like, well, we we don't have that. So first off, well, not first off, we've been going on this forever. Um, you know, your support staff. Let's go through the cons real quick. The the too much price, too much cost. Uh, your the people were not warned in Kansas City. The security team sucked. Um, what else? Instant challenges in a hotel room, which that that which really, isn't always a bad thing. You just have to. But know. the way you all did it pisses me off because it it just it made zero sense from a participant standpoint of us having to be able to do an instant challenge like that. You need more room. You can't do that to people. That's impossible. Technical challenges are some of the most complex challenges that are put out in DI for instant challenges. You can't give us a hotel room to do an instant challenge. That just doesn't work like that. You should have a different challenge. <laughs> but, you know, just that, the West in itself. There wasn't a lot to do. I mean, there was good restaurants and stuff. It just overall, it didn't feel like DI this year. It didn't – Global Finals did not feel mm-hmm. like Global Finals. Zach and I had this conversation when we were there. Normally when we're at Global Finals, it's like summer's here, school's mm-hmm. over. Going to Kansas City, I didn't have that feeling this year. I didn't have the feeling of school's over. I didn't have the feeling of, guys, summer's here. Mm-hmm. It's, it's We're done with school. Knox, Kansas City had the, the, the city feel like Indianapolis. It mm-hmm. felt like we were still at home. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get anxious this year during the closing ceremony. Like last year, even though I never say it, I never like show yep. me being anxious. Like you could like, it. you had a feeling during closing ceremony, like you were stressed out the entire day of closing ceremony. Yep. You went there, it got, you were super, you were super terrified. You're anxious, everything. And then, you know, your name finally goes up on the board. Maybe it does, maybe it does. And you find out your scores and that was it. Like it wrapped up, you know, you talked to your team for, you know, you saw him again later. You went back home, and that was, like, your your summer started. At the that, hotel in Knoxville. Exactly. It was like You and I had the conversation in Knoxville last year, how, like, we were so excited. We talked about what we were going to mm-hmm. do this summer. We got back to the hotel, and we were all just kind of like, oh, it's it's over. Now what? Yeah, that's it. Like, we went back to the hotel, and, like, we just talked. Like, nobody nobody was happy. Nobody felt anything. We were just done. Because we didn't – I mean, we did – Nothing happened. I mean, I mean was it, it was also – partially cuz we didn't place again we we did place 7th we, we placed but-, <laughs> but Eric wasn't happy with the placement no and it wasn't that it's just you know after doing it for so many years you expect exactly. you expect more out of it every time mm-hmm. um but it just Kansas City didn't have the the feel that Knoxville did and maybe that's just because Knoxville is something that always has like it's 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 a routine I have a and bias. You got used to the routine. And and the you definitely re- have a bias. I have a bias towards Knoxville. First off, because I've been going there for years, mm-hmm. but because I have grandparents and relatives who live there, we know the campus. My dad went to college <laughs> at UT. We have a serious bias towards it. But if it went to Louisville, You're, hold on, real quick. He's fully wearing Tennessee merch right now. You've got <laughs> he, he got he's got a Vols T-shirt and a Vols like pajama pants. Is yes. it is. fully decked out in his Vols gear. But right man, just say if it went to Louisville. I, I would have had – I still would have had my pros and cons about it. Knoxville had its pros and cons. Kansas City had its pros. The prop room, <laughs> fantastic. The competition sites, really nice, except the seating. The seating was stupid, but the competition sites from a team perspective was great. Uh, What are some other things? <laughs> Food was good. good. I mean, like, we actually had options. That um, was great. Like, uh, I remember Knoxville can have a huge amount of options. Like, you had the meal deal or you – Figured out one restaurant to go consistently. Um, the convention center was just huge; mm-hmm. like there was space to move around. Uh, it was easier to get. It was easier to get to places. The streetcar helped. It was so there was so much that Kansas City had to offer that Knoxville didn't. There was so much more that Knoxville had that Kansas City didn't. I would I would wrap it up with that. I think I for think... you, I would say that th- this year could be a good thing. I I feel like this could definitely be a good thing for DI because I know one of the biggest problems it's they came here. here. There's a learning curve, but I also feel that they moved to kansas city because they got too big yeah and moving to kansas city is going to come like it's going to severely have a drop it's going to have a huge hit to their attendance next year yep but that could be a good thing because as less people show up as that is less money coming in they can focus that is there while they can focus more now that they've done it for a year now going on future, like, notice they'll know, hey, this didn't work, or this worked, or maybe this would be better if we did it this way. Like a hotel, hotel. Knoxville, stop. <laughs> so, Knoxville got to the point where they just had everything Down perfect. to a T. So, yeah. when we immediately jump into Kansas City like that, of course you're not going to have it as good as they did in Knoxville, just for the reason a this is their first pinks. time. They have never done an event like this in Kansas City. So, moving there the first time, that's going to have, you know, its problems with it. But going forward, I feel like they'll definitely have... <laughs> better systems yeah i feel like there'll be better problems like i know for a fact that something will be said next year about the props being thrown away something's gonna happen they're gonna have a better system for it i feel like there was a tornado as like a reality check of saying, hey maybe we should probably have a plan for these things they may have more systems for food things like that they'll have more of a system i believe instant challenge i would put money down that it will not happen in the hotel next year i would put down money too i, w- I would say that they're gonna the, have the a better six system million dollars that they made i'm gonna say there's gonna be a better system for it and that losing the amount of people that's gonna happen it will give them a chance it's a reality to, check. yeah it's a reality check but it'll give them a chance to move forwards and make changes with there being less people yeah because there were some people this year that i know came only because they were kind of forced into into a way because they didn't want to not go because they were good enough to go. They didn't want to not go because they didn't want to pay for it. Yeah. So I know that next year going forward, is only the only people that are actually going to go in are the people that feel they have a chance and know they're able to make enough money to make it globals. So I, this is definitely Which, a point where they can definitely do some changes to it. And the less people, it'll be easier to adjust. It'll be easier for more people to come in. It'll be more inviting for more people to come in. And when they yeah. come in for the first time to Kansas City... They'll realize, hey, okay, this isn't bad. I understand how this stuff works. Yeah. And my my final point, when you're planning a logistics event, such as Global Finals 2019, obviously next year is going to be Global Finals 2020, you need to look at and listen to the participants. The participants are what is keeping your company from going under You have no participants, you have no business, you have no nonprofit organization, you have nothing. Your participants are the people who are keeping you out of the water. If you don't listen to those participants, which you didn't this year with the price change, you lost some paddles. You've you've lost some paddles. It showed at Globals that you all were kind of rocking back and forth with this event. As a, as a metaphor, I guess, of a ship. But as you start learning how to fix these problems, which like Zach said, next year there's going to be a lot of it that will be fixed. Um, I really hope Instant Challenge isn't at a hotel room anymore and I hope all this stuff. For what it's worth, Kansas City was an amazing experience going to see what other cities can offer the program. Just maybe Kansas City wasn't the right city to start out with. You I can't think. you can't blame for making an attempt. No, it <laughs> was an attempt that was made. I mean, it 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 could turn out and just be amazing. Like they, be. something something could happen. It could turn out yep. amazing. And they're still they're still mm-hmm. refining things. The city exactly. itself was exactly. remodeling while we mm-hmm. were there. There was stuff uh, going construction on. happening everywhere. Yeah, because they uh, they're starting to get to that point where they're becoming. More industrialized. I think they're starting to lo- well, leave they the were industrial be- age. They were coming more obsolete, and they realized that that was happening. They got to the point, I think, they were leaving the industrial age. Yep. They were going more to the technological. Yeah. And that's just where, that, that's where they were when we showed up. Yep. Wow. That's a good place to end it, I would think. That's pretty Thank good. you all for listening to the first episode. We're going to continue uploading these every once in a while. And, um, yeah, thanks for listening. Don't expect consistency. Yeah, please do not.